This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, you are listening to the news on Radio Romania International. I am Vlad Palku. Let's look at the top stories. President Klaus Johannes is today expected to ratify the new education laws which underline the Educated Romania project launched in 2016 by the presidency. Prime Minister Marce Ciolacu is paying an official visit to Germany. And three Romanian tennis players are today competing in the opening round in the women's singles at Wimbledon. Romania's President Klaus Johannes is today expected to ratify the education laws. A former high school teacher, Klaus Johannes, spearheaded the Educated Romania project in 2016, launched in the wake of a series of public consultations. Its objectives include increasing funds for education, reducing school dropout and functional illiteracy. The education laws were adopted by the Senate on May 22nd. The opposition parties USR and the Right Force appealed the laws at the Constitutional Court without success. The opposition claims the laws infringe on access to education and on the principle of equality of rights. The education laws were also criticized by the National Pupils' Council and students' organizations, which condemned various provisions they deemed to be discriminatory. Romania's Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu is, as of today, paying a two-day visit to Germany, where he will meet with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and the Vice President of the German Parliament, Katrin Gorin Eckhardt. Prime Minister Ciolacu will also attend meetings with representatives of the business and defence industry sectors. Marcel Ciolacu will also meet members of the Romanian community in Germany and pay floral tributes to the Holocaust Memorial in Berlin. Germany is Romania's number one trade partner, which provides a robust basis for boosting bilateral ties, offering genuine development perspectives that we want to carry through as soon as possible, the Romanian official said. Dacia has announced it will take part in the 2025 edition of the Dakar Rally as one of the official manufacturers. Dacia representatives announced its prototype race car will use a synthetic fuel supplied by Aramco. Piloting one of Dacia's cars into the series will be several-time Dakar champion Sébastien Loeb of France. The government will launch an official inquiry into medical leaves. Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu has called on the National Health Insurance Authority to submit an updated report. After last year, over 8 million requests for medical leave were submitted, 
considering Romania's active population totals some 6 million people. Total medical leave costs stood at some 1.2 billion euro. Parliament has previously voted out an initiative designed to empower the Health Insurance Authority to verify people on medical leave without violating their privacy. The battles against the Russian invasion army are difficult, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky said, hailing, however, what he has termed progress reported as part of the June counteroffensive campaign. Last week was difficult, but we are making headway. We're taking it one step at a time, Zelensky wrote on Telegram. Previously, Deputy Defense Minister Hanna Maliar said that Ukraine has liberated 28.4 square kilometers in the south and 9 square kilometers in the east over the past week, taking the total area liberated by the Ukrainian army since the launch of the counteroffensive to 158 square kilometers. The enemy is fighting back. The current battle is very tough, the deputy minister Malia went on to say. And we go out with news from sports. Three Romanian tennis players are today competing in the women's singles at Wimbledon. 29th seeded in Abegu, 29 WTA, will take on Rebecca Marino of Canada, 83 WTA. Sorana Kirsta, 36 WTA, will go up against Tatiana Maria of Germany, 58 WTA. Maria was last year's semi-finalist at Wimbledon. Another player on the main draw, Jacqueline Christian, 133 WTA, will take on Lucia Bronzetti of Italy, 65 WTA. The Romanian-born Canadian player Bianca Andreescu will play Anna Bondar of Hungary. On Monday, Anna Bogdan, 61 WTA, ousted Lyudmila Samsonova of Russia, 15 WTA, 7676. And that was the news on Radio Romania International. Before we go out, let's have another look at the top stories. President Klaus Johannes is today expected to ratify the new education laws, which underline the Educated Romania project launched in 2016 by the Romanian presidency. Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu is paying an official visit to Germany. And three Romanian tennis players are today competing in the opening round in the women's singles at Wimbledon. Dacia will compete as a manufacturer in the Dakar Rally. I'm Cristina Mateescu with more details in this report by Roxana Vasile. The Dakar Rally, formerly known as the Paris-Dakar Rally, needs no further introduction. An off-road car and motorbike competition, the rally was first held in 1978, after the French racer Thierry Sabine got lost in the desert, which is when he realized that this sandy terrain was perfect for a car race. 
The competition initially started from the French capital Paris and finished in Dakar in Senegal. But in time, for various reasons, the start and finish and even the route itself have changed. For example, because of terrorist threats in Mauritania, the rally moved to South America in 2009 and from 2020 to Saudi Arabia. Hundreds of car, bike, quad and truck racers are taking part in this extraordinary adventure that will see them race for over 8,000 kilometers. And from 2025, the Romanian brand Dacia will be among them, competing as a manufacturer. Its car entry would run on synthetic test fuel supplied by the Saudi giant Aramco, an energy company valued at over $2,000 billion. Moreover, officially racing for Dacia will be none other than the nine-time French Rally World Champion Sebastian Loeb, together with the Spanish rally driver Cristina Gutierrez Herrero. They will put the Dacia prototypes to the test next year at the Morocco Rally. The cars they will be driving will be unveiled at the beginning of 2024. Aged 49, Sebastian Loeb holds a number of records at the World Rally Championship, while 31-year-old Cristina Gutierrez Herrero became the first Spanish woman to finish the Dakar Rally in the car category in 2017. As for Dacia, whose affordable cars are selling very well, it seeks to promote its new off-road identity at the Dakar Rally, itself a test lab for new technology and more recently also for low-carbon emission mobility alternatives. Dacia is aiming high, wanting to finish in the top places. In parallel, Dacia, which is owned by the Renault Group, will launch a new SUV, bigger and more stylish than its current duster, which will be called Bigstam and which is especially designed to appeal to wealthier customers in Germany or the UK. And let us just remind you that after being taken over by the French group Renault in 1999 and relaunched in 2004 with the Logan model, Dacia is today a well-known player on the European car market. Next in this program, sports. Hello, this is Daniel Bielsa, the microphone. The most important multi-sport event of the year has come to an end. The European Games, hosted jointly by the city of Krakow and the region of Malopolska, brought together the best athletes of the continent who competed in 29 sports disciplines. Among the 7,000 participants, there were also 150 athletes from Romania who walked away from the aforementioned competition with 17 medals, 6 gold, 6 silver and 5 bronze. Out of the all-Romanian medalists, we have noticed the performance obtained by table tennis player Bernadette Soch, who won the first gold in the singles contest and then with the Romanian side in the team's competition. Together with Ovidiu Ionescu, she also ripped bronze in the mixed doubles 
and for her performances in Poland, Radio Romania International has designated Bernadette Soch Athlete of the Week. Bernadette Soch was born on the 5th of March 1995 in Târgu Central Transylvania, and took up tennis at the age of eight with good results in cadets and juniors competitions. Bernadette won several medals in European and world competitions, advancing quickly in international rankings. In 2010, demotivated by the lack of interest shown by the Romanian sports officials, Bernadette wanted to leave the country and compete for Norway, but she eventually changed her mind. In 2016, at the European Championships in Budapest, she came third in the mixed doubles with Ovidiu Ionescu. A year later, she won her first European title with the Romanian side in Luxembourg. In 2018, in Montreux, Switzerland, she won the Top 16 tournament, a competition which brings together the best players on the continent. A year later, in Nantes, France, she again became European champion with the Romanian team. In Munich last year, she ripped the European title in the doubles event together with Austrian player Sofia Polkanova, an athlete born in the Republic of Moldova. She also walked away with silver from the mixed doubles where she competed together with Ovidiu Ionescu. She is presently ranking 17th in the world standings, where her best performance was in 2019, when she ranked 14th. Let's listen next to the hit of the day, a song called The Child from Anna and Mircea Baniciu. Nu știu cum ai trecut atât de grabnic timp, de ce nu m-ai lăsat? În brațe la părinți unde lumea mea era crionată colorat. Iar în înzimea mea, marcată pe perete, mi arată cum am fost. Se 
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Inside Romania. Hello and welcome, I'm Kalin Kotsoyu. For several months now, an edutainment park in Bucharest has been encouraging kids to learn by playing in a center designed as a miniature city. Children have a chance to find out what profession they might be interested in, a more than welcome initiative given that in schools they usually have access to theoretical rather than practical information about various occupations. We talked about this idea with marketing and communication manager Ana Maria Pascaru. Destiny Park is in fact the first edutainment park in Romania. We opened it on the 2nd of September, so it's been four months already. We are glad to have brought this concept to the Romanian market. Learning by playing is a relatively new concept in our country and it somehow completes the non-formal education kids are getting outside school curricula. We target children aged 4 to 14, which is quite a large age group, and our main goal, as I was saying, is to educate by playing. The center is basically a miniature city, or as we like to say, a city run by children. There is an industrial area with places where children learn, for instance, about furniture manufacturing, or about dairy processing, or about agriculture and what the agriculture of the future will look like. There is another area focusing on medicine, with a dental clinic and a hospital with several wards, including a surgery section, an emergency room, a neonatal unit and ambulance service. In all these areas, we teach children what certain professions are all about. Obviously, we only cover the basics. We give children some information, but we do it through play, which makes it easier and more fun for kids to learn. Marketing and communication manager Ana Maria Pascaro highlighted the novelty that the experiences in the center bring to children's lives. If you remember, in the past there were visits to parents' workplaces. I understand this is still a thing, but not in all companies. Destiny Park is the place where many children get in touch with certain professions for the first time. These professions cover a wide range, from the IT sector to medicine, agriculture, industry, chemistry, airplanes, and so on. And it's all very attractive to them because they play and they learn. The project initiators also thought about getting children familiar with the concept of social responsibility. So a number of projects are underway in which kids are encouraged to contribute. We are running several campaigns of environmental corporate social responsibility. We started off even before opening the park. Even in the pandemic, we had some activities with the Grigore Alexandrescu Hospital for Children, 
Then in August, before opening, we had two weeks when we had 2,500 children visiting. Children from disadvantaged backgrounds or children with disabilities with free access. This project continues. In December, we started gathering what we call magic money. Magic money is the currency of our little city. Kids who enter the park based on the ticket they purchased get a check, then some magic money. The first lesson is the economy lesson, as we call it. The moment they get this money, they can attend certain activities. For the fun ones, they have to pay. And for the ones they work, they get paid a wage. The magic money represents the Destiny Park currency, and we thought it would be nice to encourage kids to donate, to learn civic spirit, to learn that giving is beautiful, and giving to kids of lower means is something they should do. As a result, we started setting aside money from kids if they run out of money at the end of their experience, when the park tour ends, they can donate it or take it home and use it again when they come back. This is how we started gathering magic money and our foundation, through this gesture that is, after all, symbolic, turns magic money into tickets for disadvantaged children. Kids come here to have fun, but they learn that work is very important too. Some only work, others only try to have fun, but as I told you, at some point they run out of money and have to work. They can't ask their parents for money because everything happens with magic money. We have two kinds of tickets, three and a half hours or a full day. Most parents, especially on their first visit to the park, take the three-and-a-half-hour experience, since each experience is between 15 and 20 minutes. Upon entering, the kids can have a tour of the park. This is what we advise them and their parents, so they can see what they would like to do. So, when they get in, they pick and choose their activities, where they want to go, and usually many of them are very happy to work because they are proud of getting a salary. Ana Maria Pascaro told us what older children enjoy and choose to do and said that the older ones between 10 and 14 head to the more fun and more interesting activities like the Aviation Academy. You've been listening to Inside Romania. And now let's listen to some more music, a summer song called A Gram of Sand from Kale.
pierde Aș face orice să te duc înapoi Nu-i niciun nor în inima mea Atâta timp cât mâna ta e în mâna mea Și dragostea This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Hello and welcome to our culture feature. I am Ken Kutsoyu. Ten of the most talented actors from the country's theater stages are presented annually during the TIFF, the Transylvania International Film Festival, to professionals from the world of film and the public during the Romanian Film Days. The program aims to promote up-and-comers in Romanian cinema. Ten for Film is meant for the actors who stood out in the theater, but who so far have not had the chance to assert themselves in Romanian cinema, regardless of age. Actors have the benefit of promotional materials, brochures, photos, and video clips made in a professional studio, and they participate in a series of workshops and meetings. They are being introduced to the public, to journalists, and people who could change their careers, namely directors, Romanian and foreign producers, casting directors, and obviously agents. Catalina Brindusoyu, the coordinator of Ten for Film, told us how this program was born and how it unfolded at the 22nd edition of the festival, which took place in Cluj-Napoca, between June the 9th and the 18th. Da, e foarte important să vorbim și de cum s-a născut acest program. El a apărut din Yes, it is very important to talk about how this program was born. It arose out of the desire to promote as many actors as possible so that they end up making films. It was built upon the initiative of two theater actors, Aaron Dimani and Molnar Levente. They wanted to build a program modeled on the European Shooting Stars event held at the Berlin Film Festival, with the aim of finding new talent for the film industry and bringing the winning actors to the attention of industry specialists. Mornat Levente, together with Elena Ciacanu, casting director, has been part of our team for many years. 
Since the first edition, which was in 2012, the selection of actors was made with the help of a group of professionals from theater and film, casting to critics to directors, and throughout the duration of the program, Tudor Giorgio, the president of TIFF, and Razvan Panescu, director of the Liternet portal, have stayed on the jury. The judges watch the materials of all the proposed candidates and then choose who will remain on the program. A very important thing to mention is that one of the actors must be from the city of Cluj-Napoca. After watching the presentation materials made by the actors, the jury chooses the ten actors from theaters from all over the country and following the selection they are presented in various events to professionals from the film world at the TIFF but also to the public. This has been Cultural Event. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next up in this broadcast is All That Jazz, with me, Lucramera Simeon. Today's jazz music program is devoted to the Crețu family, famous for their contribution to Romanian music. Among the old and valuable musical families in Romania, there is the Crețu family, with roots in Breila in the East, for over 300 years, from the time of the famous violinist Crețu Sholcanu. Today we present three important members of this family, and we start with Dumitru Crețu, Johnny Raducanu's older brother, and Mihai Michael Crețu's father, a double bass player, composer, and teacher, born in Breila on October 29, 1923. Dumitru Crețu, who died on July 3, 2015, in Bucharest at the impressive age of 91, had as his first piano teacher his father, the double bassist Kostika Crezzo. At the age of 12, he made his debut as a professional pianist in the family orchestra at the famous Haji Sima Dance Hall in Breila. In 1946, he settled in Bucharest after obtaining through a competition the position of accompanist pianist of the Skylark National Ensemble. In 1956, he made a tour of Berlin after which he collaborated with outstanding artists. Dumitru Kretz was invited in radio and television shows. He had a rich activity abroad, giving concerts in many countries. We start today with a piece recorded in February 2014 in the artist's apartment in Bucharest on an electric piano when he was almost 90 years old.
By his real name, Radukan Kretsu, born on December 1, 1931 in Breila, in the same family with old and solid musical traditions of over 300 years, from the time of the violinist Petre Kretsu Sholkanu. Johnny Radukanu, which has featured in many of our eyes shows so far, was also predestined to the arts of sounds. He studied in Cluj-Napoca in the center west and in Bucharest with the great double bassist and professor Josif Pruner at the National University of Music. A double bass player, pianist, composer, arranger and band leader, Johnny Raducanu enjoyed immense and well-deserved popularity both in the country and abroad. A member of the Union of Composers and Musicologists from Romania since 1971, the artist contributed to the creation of the majority of Romanian jazz records, having himself an important discography. For his impressive activity in 1976, Johnny Raducanu received a Diploma of Merit from the U.S. Department of Culture, 11 years later becoming an honorary member of the Louis Armstrong Academy of New Orleans. The talent, the propensity to creation, and the profound knowledge of harmony led Johnny Raducanu to choose the freestyle of jazz. We now invite you to listen to a famous piece performed by a quartet led by Richard Orchaniski, The Quarrel. Mihai Michael Kretsu was born into the great double bass player, pianist, and conductor Johnny Raducanu's family on June 27, 1960, in Bucharest, and he has recently turned 63. Noticing his talent and skill, 
Both his father and uncle began to cultivate them. He started playing piano and double bass from childhood, and he made his first composition at the age of 16, a piano piece performed by his father at the time. Mihai Kresu studied double bass and piano at the Dinolipati High School of Music in Bucharest, collaborated with the National Radio Orchestra, and then completed his studies at the Royal College of Music in Manchester, where he obtained a scholarship and studied with Duncan Mattia. He has lived in Manchester since 1990 and is active both in classical and jazz music, holding the important position of musical director of some productions of the Royal College of Music in Manchester. In the end of all that just today, listen to Michael Kretzu with the piece Electro Rambi Rambi from the album The Byzantium Connection. Living Romania. Coming up next. People and places. Welcome to a fresh installment of People and Places with me, Mihaela Ignatescu. People have been stargazing from times immemorial, but only few have made it to the stars traveling in the outer space. Even fewer have been women, such as the ladies who attended Spacefest, the largest event in Romania dedicated to the exploration of the outer space and the opportunities it has to offer. Hosted by the Polytechnic University in Bucharest between June the 11th and the 13th, and to which I devote today's edition of People and Places. (music) 
The two lady astronauts who participated in the event were Nicole Stott, a NASA astronaut, equinaut and artist who spent 104 days in space and the 10th woman in the world to travel into the outer space, as well as founder of the Space for Art Foundation, and Sarah Sabri, the first and only astronaut from the African continent to fly into space in 2022 with Blue Origin. Let's listen to Nicole Stott and Sarah Sabri, who were kind enough to talk to Radio Romania International's Eugen Kojokariu. Nicole Stott, you have been 104 days in space. How long or how short were those days? 104 days in space, it was not long enough. I mean, I really felt like the time flew by. I could not believe it when it was time to come home, and I wish I could go back and have at least one more day in space. That would be nice. You have been the 10th woman in space. Which are the strong points of a woman astronaut in a space crew? Yeah, I was the 10th woman to perform a spacewalk. I didn't even think about that at the time. Didn't even know that was the number. I think the point is that the rocket ship doesn't care if you're a boy or a girl. And so we all just have to be doing our best with the work that we do. We've shown that women are as capable, if not maybe more, than the men on these missions. And I think we just need to be encouraging more and more young women to pursue these kinds of things. How did you feel in space? Happy, curious, excited, full of energy or vice versa? Stressed, tired, scared? All those first things you said. Absolutely. And even when things were going, you know, when an alarm was going off or whatever, I think it was more anxiousness than a fear because we had trained so much how to deal with those kinds of things. And my last question, would you repeat your space journeys? And if so, under which conditions? I would absolutely repeat my space journeys. You know, on one hand, I hope that it would be the way it was, you know, with the crews that I was with and the experience experience that we had. Also to be able to fly again and experience maybe something a little different from a mission. Thank you so much. Sarah Sabri, hello. Thank you for being here in Bucharest. My first question, you were the first Egyptian, African and Arab woman in space. How did you feel to be the one? It's an incredible honor to be representing my country for the very first time in space and to be the first Arab woman to do this. It shows you how much things are changing. Finally, we have representation. I grew up not seeing someone that looked like me that was able to do things like this. So for the very first time, I'm so honored and grateful and just happy to have the next generation see that people are capable of doing this. Women from our side of the world can do things, can do something like this. How is Earth seen from above? Seeing Earth from space really changes your perspective on the whole world because we haven't biologically evolved to see Earth from space or like from the outside. So when it does happen, it breaks your reality and kind of you have to, when you piece it back together, you have to make sense of what you think, what you previously thought about the earth, about life, about the universe, about your relationship with everything. And then when you come back, you have to really make sense of all of these things and really try to do the best that you can with the new responsibility that you gain from this new perception. How did you feel during the flight? Happy, curious, excited, full of energy or vice versa, tired, stressed, scared? No, I was excited. I was not scared at all. I was just very excited, full of adrenaline, just so at peace also because you have to be at peace with anything that happens with whatever outcome. You have to be really trusting of the vehicle, really trusting of yourself and your crew, really okay if something does happen, you know how to react, you know what to do and even if you don't come back you have to be okay with that too and that changes you as well. So yes, I was very very excited, like I couldn't believe that the moment was actually here, like it was finally there because you dream about it for so long and you see yourself doing it for so long and when it does happen it's like everything in your body and in your mind is just alive would you repeat your space journey and under which conditions i would 100 go to space today if you tell me i'm still working towards 
staying for longer missions, so staying longer in orbit, going to the moon and going to Mars. So my goal is to go to Mars. And my last question, how can you contribute based on your knowledge to the development of the space exploration? So there's a few things that we can do. I'm an engineer and I've got my bachelor's in mechanical engineering, my master's in biomedical engineering, currently doing my PhD in aerospace, working on spacesuits. I have a company. What we do is we're making space more accessible, so we provide opportunities for people all over the world to work in research that benefits deep space exploration. And then we're also educating different generations from all over the world as well about different fields in the space field so that we can get as many people involved in the field as possible so that we are able to finally get those answers about our universe, get those answers about the problems and challenges we are facing now in space exploration. So that's what I'm doing with my company and also a lot of outreach because I think it's really important to inspire and to, and to empower next generations to be able to dream big and to really stand in their power. A big thank you. Shukran. The agenda of the festival included presentations of top-notch projects in the field, such as Teca Space Elevator, Hexarian, Beyond Stars or Sea Space Habitat. Space Fest also hosted panel talks, Q&A sessions and a press conference, giving experts, journalists and the public at large the chance to meet outstanding personalities in the field and last but not least, the one who made Space Fest possible, Kristina Korp, who gave an exclusive interview to Eugen Kozokariu. Kristina Korp, hi. How difficult was to bring two real astronauts to Bucharest? Bringing them here is not hard, but getting the support to bring them was difficult. But now I see everyone is excited and even the university is asking, can we do this again next year? Let's start planning right now for next year. And I was so happy to see how many students were in the audience today. Kristina, you work for Space for a Better World. How can world do a better space. What I'm trying to do with Space for a Better World, this is my foundation. I started it to connect the space curious mm -hmm. to the space serious because I want people to understand that space isn't this faraway place and that we are all benefiting from space technology every single day. And probably the simplest way to get people to understand is if you think about the cell phone or the smartphone in your hand. We're using satellites in orbit. If you're using GPS to get around, those are satellites in orbit around the planet. And so when you start getting people to understand how much they use space, then they start to understand, well, maybe I need to care about space because it makes my life better. And that's what I do with Space for a Better World is I'm trying to get people to understand the value of space in their lives in ways they didn't know that it was already helping them. You have started as a rock star. You have shared this with us. What on earth determined you, convinced you to work with astronauts? I always loved space, but I didn't like math. <laughs> And so I didn't ever want to be a scientist or an engineer. That was not what I wanted to do. I'm a singer and I love music and art. I will say, I never thought I would be working with astronauts or in space. But what happened was after my music career was changing, I decided to take a job to work with an astronaut, Buzz Aldrin, the second man to walk on the moon. So it was something I thought I would only do for a little while. That turned into the last 15 years. So now I work with many astronauts because I met the rock star of astronauts. 
and it changed my life. And now I am a space believer. And my final question, the American movies tell us that humans will step again on the moon and humans will step on Mars. Yes. Do you think this will become true? Absolutely. So right now the Artemis program has begun and this is the follow-on to the Apollo program. Artemis, twin sister of Apollo, goddess of the moon. I went to the Artemis 1 launch in November, last November, in Kennedy Space Center. Artemis 2, which will take humans to the moon again for the first time in over 50 years, is launching in 2024. Four humans, the first woman to go to the moon, and then hopefully by 2026, we will walk on the moon again. The first woman will walk on the moon as well. Mars is a longer journey. It takes a lot more to go to Mars. I think we might be able to go to Mars in maybe 10 to 15 years, but what people need to understand, make no mistake, we will go. Humans will go. This is a realistic thing to go to the moon, learn to live on the moon, go to Mars, and have an eventual permanent settlement on Mars. That's all from People and Places today. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Thank you for listening. The folklore in the region of Bukovina, northeastern Romania, is unitary in terms of structure comprising a heritage of endless artistic values. The traditional music heritage of this region consists of old ancient songs, epical and ritual songs, dance tunes and songs for various customs and traditions. The vocalist we'd like to introduce to you today is Sofia Vikovanka, an artist who represented Romania like no other on the world's famous stages in countries like Israel, Portugal, the United States, France, Denmark, Germany and Yugoslavia. Here she is now on the microphone with a dance tune from her incredibly rich and diverse repertoire. Rakita,
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.